0: What's up guys welcome back it's 10 minutes of modern here on anchor chat with you guys every day about the best game on earth magic the gathering the best format in that game in modern format I am your host Ben Bateman I co host the collected company podcast the masters of modern and this is the official anchor station of that podcast I'm going to talk to you today about a subject that has been running rampant on our masters of modern Facebook group conversation I was involved in earlier today. And uh, something that comes up very, very often. So uh, I, I, will, I will share that with you here. Before I get fully into this discussion, I do want to remind everybody here, please download the app, Anchor.fm. It's like Twitter meets podcasting. It's totally free. 10 Minutes of Modern is a featured station under Gaming. Go ahead, subscribe to it. Even if you don't ever actually open the app and you just click the links when I post them to Twitter and Facebook and Reddit, as long as you are logged into your account on your phone or your computer, it'll count as a play through the app. And if that happens, the app grows, they... Do give away I'm gonna get to like, give magic cards away pretty soon if I get this big enough so keep working on that anyway guys uh do that for me it would be great otherwise let's get into the conversation and that conversation today is about how do you choose which decks you're able to buy into versus not buy into when you're worried about cards being banned let's pretend you're into modern you own a deck or you're getting in for the first time and you're looking at the format you're surveying and you're trying to decide what to buy well One of the conversations that started online today was somebody was asking about Eldrazi Tron. They were saying, you know, they think it's a really cool deck, they want to get into it. Is it a safe deck to get into? Well, what I say about Eldrazi Tron is, I think it's a really powerful deck. I think it's one of the most powerful decks. I'm in the minority, in my opinion, that I think Eldrazi Temple is going to be banned in February. I think that after the Pro Tour, it's going to put up a strong enough showing that they're going to elect to ban Eldrazi Temple. Now, why do I think that? I've talked about this a number of times, but I'll quickly reiterate for you guys here. It's because I believe the power of a soul land, of a city of traitors, an ancient tomb... I believe that that power, when it comes in the form of a land, not like... So, so so. for instance, um, Mox Opal is also very powerful, but like Simeon Spirit Guide that can accelerate you by a turn, you're losing a card. You're straight up losing a card to use Simeon Spirit Guide. Um, even, even the aforementioned Mox Opal, which is very, very good is dependent on you having the right setup in your opening hand. It's legendary, so you can't get more than one of them. Um, but, I mean, Mox Opal's on the, on the watch list, too. Eldrazi Temple, for me, the problem with that card is that it's just a colorless, untapped land that when you draw these really, really powerful mid range cards, turns into an outrageously powerful card. Uh, and the opportunity cost there is so low for you to play it that you always will. And that's to me the problem with Eldrazi Temple and why I think ultimately they're going to look at the cards that Eldrazi Temple makes really good and they're going to say, you know what, I think Thought Not Seer and Reality Smasher are still really good and will continue to be really good, even if we ban this card. That's what I think. It's just my personal opinion. You know, Iavugan's already gone. The completely busted, totally unfair, degenerate kind of starts that used to happen with Iavugan can no longer happen because it's not a cost reducer. It's just a soul land. But I do think that as a soul land, it, it does represent a problem that Wizards will identify. The other major player that people are talking about right now is Storm. And the question there is, okay, what happens if they ban a card out of Storm? So looking at either of the two decks, if they ban Eldrazi Temple, none of the cards in Eldrazi Tron really drop in value a whole lot the vast majority of the cards in there are still going to be worth money the Eldrazi are good because you can play them with the Tron lands all the rest of Tron exists in Tron already and the fringe Eldrazi cards aren't super expensive to begin with the actual lands themselves Eldrazi temples they're like 10 bucks. So, okay, you're out $40, and they don't even completely die. They probably go to like $5 or $6 cuz they're still played in Legacy. Now, if you flip if you flip over to Storm for a second, you'd have the same conversation about Storm. Storm is a little trickier because Storm is a deck full compositionally is a full a deck full of basically $24 playsets of commons and uncommons. The whole deck is packed full. There's no card in Storm that you look at that's like the $40 card. It doesn't have a Ravager. It doesn't have a Mox Opal. What it has is gifts ungiven is six dollars, passing flames is four bucks, is six bucks, um, you know serum visions is six dollars, like uh, sleight of hand is three or four dollars. Like th- that's what that deck is full of. And so what you find is you end up paying for the lands, you end up spending a few hundred dollars on all the commons and uncommons. Now, it's still going to be a good deck in other formats. Those cards will still continue to see see play, but you will lose a little bit of money if you buy into Storm and they happen to ban... Let's pretend they ban Gifts Ungiven. Gifts Ungiven doesn't drop much in price, but I do think that probably you're going to lose 30 30 to 40% of the value of your deck if they ban that deck. So keep that in mind. Those are the two big ones on my radar. We can continue this conversation in further posts. I encourage you guys to call in with your thoughts, your opinions. If they're different than mine, share them. Follow on Twitter at Media. Follow the podcast at the Cast. Thanks, guys. You know, guys, the more I think about this topic, the more I feel like I should continue talking about it. So, I addressed concerns of buying into decks in modern that are on people's radars for being targets for bannings. Um, Now, nothing's going to be banned until after this next Pro Tour, so we're 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 looking at you know another four months or something. Uh, So, no matter what, if you want to play modern this season, the rest of the summer season, and you want you know, you can do that even if you buy cards, storm whatever. But there's a couple other decks that I should address uh, before. I kind of close out the topic for today. Uh, now, one of those decks is Death Shadow. Um, you know, Grix's Death Shadow this weekend, and I'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow on the show. But Grix's Death Shadow showed up this weekend in a big way. Um, definitely was one of the top finishing decks. Big numbers. It's a hyper efficient deck with really good cards. Does like very powerful things, and it plays you know just a lot of powerful cards. Uh, the cards that have been on the table for a little while now in people's minds in Death's Shadow have been the card Death's Shadow. Street Wraith's one of them. Uh, those are the, really the main offenders in that Death's Shadow deck that people talk about. If they were to ban Street Wraith, it wouldn't ruin Death's Shadow, it would just make it more fair, so none of the rest of the cards in your deck die. If they ban the card Death's Shadow, that's the one. that's definitely the one that would affect the deck the most. Um, now, most of what you're playing in Death Shadow is just good stuff, right? Like, th- that's sort of the, the funny little secret of that deck is that there's a synergistic sort of quality to paying life to get your life total down to a controllable point where your Death Shadow is very good, but you're doing it by playing Thoughtseize, and you're doing it by playing Street Wraith, and you're doing it by paying life off Fetches and Shocks, and you're playing Snapcaster Mage and Tassiger and Gurmag Angler and, like, cards that are all good cards cards that show up in multiple archetypes and have for a long time so that deck to me doesn't feel like it really loses much velocity if they ban any of the cards i mean definitely how would you go repurpose your cards that's a better question um that's probably the one where storm is the most problematic um whereas like de- definitely as f- the decks i've talked about you can turn your old Razitron deck into a different deck easily with the same cards involved you could easily turn your Death Shadow deck into a different deck with the cards involved. Storm's a hard deck to turn into another deck. You can put the lands to good use, you know, a lot of your cantrips and like your remands and things like that. They'll work for you. But your rituals, your manamorphose to some degree, your gifts and givens, your past in flames. Those are all cards that don't really have another great home in Modern, so that's kind of where you could sell the cards off, because I don't think their value plummets so much, but you you definitely would have to do some trading and selling if you wanted to turn that into another deck. Affinity being probably another one of the decks that's majorly on the block for a banning. Well, Mox Opal is the most obvious card people talk about. Um, You know, the banning of Mox Opal would effectively kill Affinity. I don't know that it would end the deck. I don't know that it would end the deck. You know, people would still probably try to figure out a way to play Affinity, and I don't know if that would mean that they would do it with Simian Spirit Guides, or I'm not really sure, because the heart would still be there. It would still be a very fast and powerful deck, but it would lose its explosiveness out of a cannon. You know, uh, I don't follow Legacy closely enough to know how prominent of a deck, an Affinity-style deck is in Legacy at this point, but I do know... I do know that a lot of the cards that are good at Affinity, that cost money, people like to have in Eternal formats. Um, they like to have them for Commander and things like that. But I think Affinity definitely does drop in value pretty considerably with a banning of Mox Oval. Um, that's, that's one for sure. Uh, Lantern as well. Lantern is a le- much less prominent deck, so I won't address it. But of the four major decks that have had cards being discussed to be banned at one time or another, you know, and that are finishing really high, Affinity's up there, and I think probably of all the decks, it's the one that the value of the cards involved would drop the most with a banning of Mox Opal. I think you'd find a way to turn your deck into another deck, or trade your cards into value with a banning of any of the rest of them. But Affinity, to me, is the one that right off the bat does feel like you lose the most, you would sink the most financially if they banned mox opal so that's my opinion of the four i think that's the most dangerous one to buy into um but otherwise guys you know you have like i said four months or something like that to do it so don't worry about it too much as always thanks for listening to the station please favorite if you like what you're hearing and i urge you guys to call in with your thoughts so we can keep a dialogue going here on 10 minutes of modern have a good night guys